0: Welcome to Good Guy Grant's podcast. It's mad decent. And this is the Good Guy Grant podcast. I'm your host, Grant. Coming up on today's show, I want to talk about Jason McCourty's comments, talk a little college football, talk a little COVID, talk about a little bit of the, the NBA game six tonight as well. Let's start off talking about the NFL uh, for people that did not see, the NFL has had to move a few games to Monday and Tuesday night, due to positive tests because of COVID nineteen. Jason McCourty, who uh, defensive back in the NFL, came out this weekend and actually had some pretty powerful stuff to say about the NFL. And this is, as I quote, he said, "I think outside of here, he's talking about inside the team facility." The people that don't have to walk in our building, whether it is the league office, whether it is the NFL PA, they don't care. For them, it is not about our best interest or our health and safety. It is about what can we make protocol-wise that sounds good, looks good, and how can we get go out there and play games. Now, I talked about this before the season started. The NFL... Does not care about player safety, in my opinion. They didn't really come up with a protocol even before the season started. Ultimately, the NFL cares about one thing, and that is making money. And Jason McCourty basically reiterated that as well by saying that. The NFL has had to move several games. uh, Multiple Tennessee Titans, I think it was 12, uh, in the middle of the week last week, tested positive for COVID-19. That's staff and players. You had a New England Patriots staff member test positive this morning. Of course, they've already had Stephon Gilmore and Cam Newton test positive as well. So that game is up in the air as well for this week for the Patriots. They're talking about possibly moving that game to next Sunday because the Patriots have a bye week. Basically, what's happening with COVID, you had over 40 players opt out of the season before it even started led by linebacker Dante Hightower. The only reason I said him is because his salary was the highest at over $8 million, opt out before the season started. The New England Patriots actually had the most players opt out before the season started out of anybody in the NFL. Uh, So far, uh, fans are returning to the ground somewhat in some capacity to every NFL stadium except for two, those stadiums being the Las Vegas Raiders and the Washington football team who came out before the season started and said, we will not have fans in the stands at any time during the season. Uh, In the state of Ohio, where I am located, the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals are allowed to have 12,000 fans in the stands uh, starting this actually today. It was 6,000. The governor, Mike DeWine, actually approved them to have 12,000 people in the stands, which in my opinion doesn't make any sense. COVID numbers in Ohio are actually rising again, and the fact that the governor allowed more fans to be in the stands is absolutely ridiculous. But the NFL, it's a cash cow. You know, you got NFL sponsors, you got merchandise, ticket sales, concession stands, all these different factors that the NFL brings in. Remember, in the United States, the NFL brings in the most money out of any and any sport in the whole country the nfl is a cash cow it's a multi billion dollar industry owners you got billionaire owners you got you know quarterbacks now making 34 40 million dollars a year some running backs are getting paid as well uh, you got defensive end getting 100 plus million dollar contracts the nfl is bringing in bank instead of actually having player safety, which is what Jason McCordy was talking about. The NFL said, you know, we're going to help you out by not having a full stadium. We're going to have some fans there, but not all of them. In the very first game of the season, when the Chiefs played, they had fans in the stands, and over 10 people in the Kansas City Chiefs organization tested positive for COVID-19 after that game. You have players like Cam Newton, Stephon Gilmore, staff members testing positive for COVID-19. But what's the NFL doing? They're still trying to get these games in. They're not suspending them. They're not thinking about possibly stopping the season for a few weeks. The NFL is shuffling all these games around just to try to get them in so they can bring money in. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to money. The NFL wants to maximize as much profit as possible, so that way at the end of the season, their losses from COVID-19 are not as high. When Jason McCourty talks about player safety, he's correct. But also, some of this is on the players as well. I don't think some of the players are taking COVID as seriously as they should. You see, uh, for instance, in the NBA With Lou Williams uh, going to a strip club um, in Atlanta. uh, You're seeing a lot of NFL players just in general going out to eat, um, you know, order, having people over, things like that, not doing safety protocol. Uh, I give credit to the, and this is hard to say, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Their organization from top to bottom has basically said, we are focused on this season. We will quarantine ourselves so that way we will not have any positive tests. We will not have any distractions for the entire season and the Pittsburgh Steelers have not had a positive test this season. So hats off to them. Uh, you've had multiple organizations. I know the Cowboys have had a few. I know the Browns have had a few positive COVID cases. Uh, like I said, New England Patriots, Stephon Gilmore, Cam Newton, uh, positive cases and the NFL a lot of players weren't into shape when the season started. Now, that could be because we didn't have a long training camp. Uh, NFL offseason was canceled. And when the NFL offseason is canceled, it's on the players to work out individually. And if you're a multi million dollar player, a lot of them are not taking that as seriously as they should. So a lot of players came into the season not in great shape, hence why there's been a lot of injuries in the NFL to start the season. Uh, I know there's been, uh, every team seems to be littered with injuries, it seems like throughout this season so far. Uh, you hope as the season progresses that players will get themselves in better game shape and there'll be less injuries. Also, you hope that the COVID uh, cases goes down as well. But like I said, the Tennessee Titans had a staff member test positive as of this morning, which is not good. You had the, the Broncos Patriots game. Uh, is actually getting moved to next Sunday with the Patriots having a bye week. The Broncos were scheduled to play Miami next week, so that game gets pushed back as well. The NFL is doing exactly what Major League Baseball did for their 60-game season. They're shuffling games around to get the season in so that way they can get as much money in as possible without having to look at you know extra losses that they're expected to have because of COVID and not as many fans in the stands. NFL merchandise is up in terms of total sales, so the NFL is making money off of that. Uh, viewership, uh, it's close to about the same, to be honest with you, with how many people are watching games. Uh, the good thing about the NFL, what they do on Sunday, is even if you don't have cable, the games are on uh, Channel 10 and uh, Fox, which is Channel 28. for People that don't have cable... So you don't need to have cable to be able to watch those games. All you need is either, you know, your digital TV or your antenna, of course. So it allows for the NFL to still have fans in that sense. But the only problem with that is you can only watch, you know, usually there's two 1 o'clock games and one 425 game. So pretty much three games instead of when you go to a bar or a, uh, you know, restaurant, things like that, and they have the NFL ticket, you can watch multiple games. And the weird thing about this, so I did the the NFL like League Pass or what they call it, uh, was it the NFL Sunday Ticket? That's what they call it. And the way they did it is weird, and I actually ended up canceling it because I'm, I'm just going to stream the Cowboys game illegally. I'll figure a way. The NFL Sunday Ticket, you can only have one user watching it at a time. So let's say you have multiple TVs in your house. And you and your other half like two separate teams. So, for instance, in my house, I'm a Cowboys fan, my other half's a Bengals fan. If I want to watch the Cowboys in my living room and she wants to watch the Bengals game in the other room, you can't watch Sunday Ticket on two different TVs at the same time. It'll kick you out. And that's stupid. The NFL needs to change that. But why they do that is for places like, you know, For instance, we have Buffalo Wild Wings, which is a a sports bar for people who don't know, and Roosters. Each individual TV has NFL Sunday ticket, and they have to purchase the NFL Sunday ticket on each individual TV. So the NFL is making bank from that alone, especially sports bars. So in my house, if I were to do that, that would cost me over $400 for the year if I had to do it on two TVs. That's absurd. No, I'm not going to do that. The NFL, regardless of what people think, is still bringing in money. But what they're not accounting for is player safety, and Jason Cordy is correct when he said that, when he made those statements. Roger Goodell did not have a protocol in place for when the season started. The NFL basically kind of winged it, and you can see that from shuffling games, Players getting positive tests, injuries, things like that. Now, what the NFL did do is they're doing uh, weekly testing for COVID, which is good. Um, I think a lot of sports need to do that as well. You have a lot of players traveling uh, for games, you know, different hotels, things like that. Uh, so they're going to pick it up. Um, you know, they don't have a bubble like the NBA did. Now, the NBA had a bubble, they did not have any positive tests while in that bubble. The uh, NBA Finals game six is tonight. For people that don't know, I'm actually excited for it. You know, the game starts at 7 30. Lakers and Heat. I ultimately think the. Uh, sorry, changing topics. I think the Lakers are going to win tonight. I think LeBron is determined to uh, end the series tonight. But I also think with Jimmy Butler basically leaving it all on the court with all of his energy and stamina in game five, I think it's going to be tough for them to get a win in Game 6. I think fatigue is going to kick in for the Heat. Unless players like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo step up tonight, I see the Lakers winning. I think LeBron's going to have a big game. I think Anthony Davis is going to have a big game as well. But ultimately, I think there's going to be an X factor tonight for the Lakers, a guy like Kyle Kuzma, Kentavious uh, Caldwell-Pope, one of those players, you know, even Danny Green, who missed that big three-point shot at the end of Game 5. One of those players for Lakers is going to step up and help LeBron and AD capture that title tonight. Before the series even started, I predicted it, Lakers and six. I ultimately think that's going to happen tonight. These NBA playoffs have been, I think, really good. I think a lot of people are missing out on a lot of great basketball. I know viewership is down for this playoffs. We've talked about that on a previous episode. I think that has to do with what um, I said before with When you're in the middle of a pandemic, the first thing you cut is cable and, you know, mostly internet. for People that don't have kids that are not doing school at home, things like that, because you can have the internet on your phone. So you don't really need it, you know, at your home if you don't have any kids around, things like that. So when you're in the middle of a pandemic, that's one of the first things you cut. So that way, the people are not able to access you know, ESPN, TNT, things like that, to be able to watch the game. So I think that's one of the decisive factors of why the playoffs are down in ratings. I think there's also too many idiots in this world who think that because the NBA players and coaches and things like that stand up for racial equality, they are refusing to watch the NBA playoffs. I think those people are ridiculous. But like I said, Game 6 of the NBA Finals is tonight. Got the Lakers in heat, starts at 7.30. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be watching it for sure. The the last topic I want to talk about in this show won't be the usual close to 30-minute show. Uh, There's a lot going on, but there's not really a lot going on, to be honest with you. Uh, One of the topics I actually wanted to talk about is college football. and I know a lot of people, college football is just one of those. Hit or miss. It's either you really like college football or you really hate it. A lot of people prefer pro sports over college, which is fine. Me, I enjoy college football. I also enjoy college basketball. Now, last couple of years, I haven't been paying as much attention to college basketball as I did previously, but I still enjoy it. The interesting story yesterday, for people who don't know. So Vanderbilt, who plays in the SEC, only had 56 Scholarship players suit up against Southern South Carolina. Now South Carolina ended up dominating that game. I think they won by over 30. Vanderbilt football hasn't been good really since Jay Cutler was there years ago. But most teams in college football have 90 scholarship players available for each game. For Vanderbilt to only have 56 and this is due to not only injuries, but due to COVID and how many positive tests in there. And they still played the game, I think is absurd. Vanderbilt should have had to cancel that game. If you're only able to suit up 56 scholarship players, now this is a mix of your freshman players who are usually don't play the first year, usually they redshirt so that way they can either work on strength and conditioning, learn the playbook, things like that. No, this is 56 scholarship players. That's including your third-string player, fourth-string, things like that, as well as your first and second. So Vanderbilt comes out with 56 scholarship players and gets absolutely, like I said, dominated by South Carolina. The game wasn't close, but the fact that they even played that game with 56 scholarship players is absurd. And it's it's like going back to the NFL. The NCAA is doing the same thing. They want to get the games in. When you watch games, especially in the South, they're at about twenty percent capacity in these stadiums. I was watching the um, you know the Alabama game yesterday. They played um, Old Miss, and I was also watching a little bit of the Georgia-Tennessee game. They had over twenty thousand people in the stands. Now, they say they social distance in these stands. Frankly, what they basically do is they try to do the six feet apart, and then they try to do one person's in one row, and then they don't have anybody in the row next to them, and then they have people in the row above that. So that's what they're basically doing in these stadiums. Uh, The governor of Florida said that Florida sporting events can go to 100% capacity, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, So you'll see that at games like Jacksonville, Jaguars for the NFL, Miami Dolphins, of course. Uh, You'll see the University of Florida, Florida State. You'll see probably Full House, which is going to be absolutely absurd to see. I think that's way too soon to be able to do that. But at this point in time, the NCAA just cares about money. They don't care about player safety. They don't care about really, you know, how many people get sick, things like that. The NCA is, is set to lose hundreds of millions of dollars without fan, full fans in the stands. Uh, merchandise sales are down because, you know, some students are still doing online classes, so they're not on campus. Uh, so if you're not on campus, you're not spending the kind of money on campus that you're usually doing. So the NCAA is set to lose, you know, hundreds of the hundreds of millions of dollars this year, if not a billion. So what they do is they force, well, actually they don't really force; these players can opt out and basically sit out the season. There's been a few of them that done that, most notably Jamar Chase. Uh, he was the LSU wide receiver. He already declared for the draft, so he's not playing this season. But what they're doing is they're they don't care how many players test positive or how many teams are losing players because of COVID, hence Vanderbilt, 56 scholarship players. And they basically say, go out and play, get through the season, and then we'll figure something out next year maybe. They're banking on COVID being over at the end of the season, and they're not having to worry about it after this season. And that's ridiculous. Player safety should be number one. You should focus on these are not only athletes that are in college and in the NFL. In college, you're also a student, so you have to academically do well as well. Uh, not only focus on you know sports, but you have to focus on your academics. The way the NFL and college football has handled this season has been absolutely ridiculous, and they basically piggybacked off what Major League Baseball did, and said. No matter what, we're going to get through the the season. No matter what happens, and that's for player safety. That's absolutely ridiculous in both minds. Me as a college football fan, you know, I've watched it uh, as the season started and everything. I think my team, Michigan, plays in a couple weeks when the Big Ten and also the Pac-12 start back up. So I'll be watching that. But in my opinion, I thought the the way they handled this is horrible. Um, I really wish the NFL and college football and just sports in general had a better grasp on things for player safety. I thought the the NBA handled it perfectly when they did the bubble, hence why they didn't have any positive tests while in the bubble. Uh, I think what the NCAA should have done is basically uh, came out with a bubble for each conference and like basically got a spot like a field and said, all right, conference games are going to be played at this field. All the teams are going to be in a hotel for the conference. And then all the players are taking online classes for the season. And then you're not allowed to leave the bubbles. Every conference would have a bubble and a neutral site. And then you would say, once the, every conference is through the season, then you would, get the top four out of the out of them, what's they're doing. And then that's that way they play in the playoffs at the end. So you'd have a bubble for each conference, and then that way you'd be able to get the games in. But then you'd have a bubble to where the players aren't allowed to leave like the NBA did. And it would honestly cut down on positive tests as well. Um, I think the NCAA would have been able to do that. They just didn't. I think these players traveling, even in the NFL, like I said, and the NCAA, you're at risk of getting it, getting COVID-19. And player safety is not number one. But that's just me. Um, This is, like I said, the Good Guy Grant podcast. I appreciate everybody listening. Any suggestions, please let me know. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook at the Good Guy Grant podcast page. Uh, Follow on Twitter as well at Good Guy Grant. Everybody enjoy your Sunday and enjoy the start of the week.